Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented Of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one rated sportsbook app. We record on Tuesdays this year, a day earlier, which probably helps you in terms of getting an edge on some of the early betting lines. Maybe makes it a little harder for us to keep our numbers up like they've been over the last few years. He's Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. It's a super contest at the Westgate Casino out there in Vegas. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, got a bunch of different podcasts for you. Did my power rankings on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. A lot of movement. Try not to do too much. I don't want to overreact too much. It's only one week. If you listen to the Ross Tucker football podcast, you can find out how to get a free Madden code as well as a signed picture or signed press pass. I've got that Giants-Steelers press pass from Monday Night Football last night. But we actually have some grades. We have some things to look at, Steve. I'm thrilled for the first time this season. We can go back and see how we did so far. How are you? have to ask it it's 6 15 a.m here on the west coast there's a lot of people that routinely get up this early to go play golf ross they're crazy <laughs> uh that's me my friend i get up very very early you and i are not on the same page there i do appreciate by the way with some of the different um timing restrictions we have today that you are able to go ahead and and work with us this early this morning. Let's start uh, like we always do, Steve. It's kind of fun to go over what happened last week. Man, I got to tell you, there's some games I thought I bet that I didn't, that I'm very, very angry about. Uh, But, you know, I I go on a bunch of different radio shows, a bunch of different podcasts. Obviously, this is like the official betting podcast I have where I actually go ahead and write everything down and we get graded. By the way, I should mention Sean Grady, our buddy from Australia, will be doing the grading this year. Birdman has moved, got a new job, got a lot going. So Sean Grady is greeting us and his or is grading us. 
and his spreadsheet is beautiful. I mean, absolutely beautiful. I, I'm going to send this to you, Steve. You'd be amazed how much information he has, the outlay, the return, the balance, the ROI, the strike rate, leans, line, total, teasers, props, points total, winners, fave, dog, pick them, total. I mean, this guy is a freak, and I mean that in an absolutely complimentary way. Um, we'll start, Steve. And by the way, our recap, to give you our numbers, it's presented by DraftKings because we use DraftKings lines for this, So, and we do it on Tuesdays, so we're going to grade it out based on that. Uh, we will start with the Texans and the Chiefs. Neither one of us put a bet on that one, Steve. We both leaned to the Chiefs. That would have been nice. They were laying nine points. They won 34-20. Yeah, and the Chiefs now nine straight, make it ten straight wins and covers an undervalued Super Bowl champ. When does that ever happen, Ross? But all about that defense being better under Spagnola. It continues to improve and a healthy Mahomes. And frankly, he wasn't even spectacular yet. Chiefs are the NFL favorite. Then you get to, and by the way, I should mention, you can check us out on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Then I get to Browns and Ravens. The Browns were getting eight points, uh, so I think we actually got, or uh, at least I got a good number on them compared to, I think it moved a little bit after that. Yeah, didn't go so well. Browns got smashed 38-6. to six. I lost a unit there. It was just a lean for you there, Steve. Um, no units either way for you. What can you say? I, I, I thought uh, I thought the Browns would be much improved. I thought having all training camp to work on Lamar Jackson would help. It didn't. Same old Cleveland, an organization that never wins, 12 straight losing years. I got to be honest, that was my handicap, and a lot of people made fun of me like, that. look at, at that great talent with the Browns. But I got to ask you, Ross, are there some organizations in the NFL – that just the players never live up to their potential seemingly year after year. Yeah. The Browns, the Lions, the Jets, absolutely. Without any question. It's uncanny. We'll get to that in a little bit. Let's get to the Eagles in Washington. Now, this is really strange because earlier in the week, I leaned to the Eagles. Later in the week, out, you know, after Miles Sanders was out and there was Lane Johnson questionable and Derek Barnett. I was telling everybody on other shows, Ross Tucker football podcast, I like the Washington football team with the points. Wish I would have laid that bet because they won outright by 10 points. Although that didn't look great because the Eagles were up by 17 to nothing and absolutely rolling them. What a roller coaster of a game. You leaned Washington. I leaned Philadelphia. No points there. Yeah, and Lane Johnson going out was the third lineman that would, the Eagles were down, and then a fourth lineman went out with cramps during the game. Now, the narrative is that the Washington football team is good and that that defensive line is unblockable. The truth, the Washington football team is horrible, and yes, they have a really good D-line that had the advantage in that game. So congrats to Washington. You're still going 5-11. and 11. Let's get to next, uh, Colts and Jags. We both leaned to laying the points with the Colts. Wow, were we wrong there. They were laying eight points. The Jags won the game outright. Kudos to Minshew Mania 
and the boys as they get it done over the Colts 27-20. Glad that was just a lean. Then we get to the Bills and the Jets. My Bills, I laid six and a half points because I think the Bills are for real this year. I think the Jets are awful. It worked. I got one unit there laying the six and a half. Bills won 27-17. You leaned the Bills way as well. Frankly, Steve, it really wasn't even that close. I mean, Josh Allen had two terrible fumbles. He overthrew John Brown in the end zone. Jamison Crowder took a wide receiver screen like 75 yards, broke a couple tackles. Score really should have been worse. It's a great point. And if you look at that 70-yard screen touchdown, uh, I can only imagine what the post-game meetings were like for the defense. That was the one play that the Bills probably looked at and said, what were you guys doing? That was an eight-yard completion. So the next game I have a question for you, Steve, because it was Dolphins-Patriots. I took the Dolphins for one unit, getting six and a half points. Patriots won 21 to 11. I don't know how I missed this, or maybe the red zone missed it, or I missed it. But the Dolphins were like inside the 10 with two and a half minutes left, first and goal, and it was 21-11. I thought for sure Fitz was going to get me the backdoor cover. Did he throw another pick there? Do Do you know what happened at the end of that game? Yeah, the Dolphins were rushing, and Fitz did throw an interception, forced it into the end zone. Frankly, I thought the game was going to land seven because I've seen this movie so many times where a team doesn't make um, really risk a turnover because they know they need two scores. But Fitz is from the Ivy League, as you know, and so he knew the only realistic chance was to get it cut to three. So he threw up a horrible pass interception. Darn, I missed that, and I thought that I thought I was going to cash that one. I thought Fitz was going to get me a, a backdoor cover. Then we get to the Bears and the Lions. Not going to lie, Steve, that one hurt. That one hurt bad, real bad. I mean, I had a bunch that hurt, you know, not taking the Washington team when I thought I did. But the Dolphins one hurt, fits at the end, but the Lions laying three points up 23-6 to in the fourth quarter, laying three points on the DraftKings Sportsbook line. They lose 27-23. And not only do they lose 27-23, DeAndre Swift drops the ball in the end zone that would have at least given me a push, Steve. Now, maybe they could have gone for two. I don't know. I I doubt it. But it would have at least given me a push. That is a bad beat. The combo being up 23-6, to and then DeAndre Swift, who, by the way, Steve, I've known since he was in ninth grade, drops the touchdown that would have given me the push. That one hurt. Yeah, so kudos to the Lions. They are... They excel at disappointing their fans. They lost this game not once, as you mentioned, but twice. Since you do know DeAndre Swift well, you might want to mention that I'm no football expert, but typically in high-leverage situations like that, I do believe the coaching staff says, look the ball into your hands instead of looking around, am I going to be out of bounds when I'm nowhere close to the sideline? Yeah, I I feel awful for him. I really do. He's a good kid, and – Man, to feel like you let down your whole whole team, your whole city in your first pro game. Seahawks and Falcons. Uh, I leaned Seahawks. That was a good way to go. They smashed the Falcons. I, I call them the fantasy Falcons now, Steve, on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Everybody that you want to get good fantasy numbers, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, they, they'll all get the fantasy numbers you want. They'll just lose the game. 
because that's what the Falcons do. Um, Packers Vikings. Now I am shocked that all I did was lean Packers on this show because I thought, you know, elsewhere, I thought it was one of my best bets. The Packers getting two and a half points. I am shocked that I did not place that wager. But listen, what we say on this show is what we count. The numbers are the numbers. I just leaned. Packers beat the Vikings handily. Raiders, Panthers. You really like the Panthers, Steve. You put two units on them. They were getting three and a half points on the DraftKings Sportsbook app line. They lose 34 to 30, went on fourth and one late. They give the ball to fullback Alex Arma. I know you're a big Alex Arma fan, Steve. I am. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'm a big fan of offenses in this game because we saw no defense other than that play. And the Carolina with only three starters back on defense, I don't think they're going to stop anyone at least until October. Yep, uh, I'm I'm with you on that one. Let's get to the Chargers and the Bengals. It was one of our two best bets, Steve. It was the Bengals getting three and a half on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And, man, they almost blew it with the mix and fumble, the burrow shovel pass. I thought, Steve, because that line, you know, we had really good line. Um, what do they call it, Steve, when we, we got the better of the line last Closing. week? Closing line value clv that is the number one way you can tell if you ask me am i gonna win betting in the nfl you can tell me i went 10 and 2 i'm like irrelevant but if you show me all your tickets lined up and you compare it to the closing numbers example green bay i'm going to cash this right now so i don't know if you can see this green Bay's plus three and a half it's a bet i made at the end of august game closes one that's your closing line value. You make bets better than the closing number, you're probably going to win in the long run. Yeah, and I, I almost forgot watching that game, Steve, that we got the Bengals at three and a half. I thought it was three, and when he missed the kick, I was like, unbelievable. Uh, but that was the best thing that could have happened to us because if it went to overtime, the Chargers could have scored a touchdown, and we could have gotten screwed there. So that was our first best bet. We both put one unit on it, and it cashed for us. Then we had the Cardinals and the Niners. The Cardinals, we got them at seven. That went down to six and a half, I believe, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We got them at seven. I put two units on it, thankfully. You put one unit on it. And the Cardinals won outright in San Francisco, 24 to 20. That I mean, I know they blocked the punt, but that was not a fluke. I mean, that, that was not a fluke. No, it was not, and Hopkins' big debut for Arizona, whose offense is going to be very good. San Francisco's offense is not right now, and with George Kittle banged up, who the heck are they going to throw the ball to now, Ross? Niners hurting on offense. Yeah, really. I mean, unbelievable at this point. So then we get to the Bucks and the Saints. The uh, I put one unit on the Bucks. They were getting three and a half points on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I really thought the Bucks would at least be able to cover. The thing is, is they didn't – I mean, I know they lost by 11, but they had a lot of weird – I mean, Vita Vea jumps off sides on fourth and one. Mike Evans stops his route and Brady throws a pick. Horrible pick six by Brady that's on him. They do that mortar kick 
and nobody picks it up for the Bucks. I don't feel horrible. I mean, I lost, right? So it doesn't matter. But I don't feel horrible about that one. Um, get to the Cowboys and the Rams. You uh, got the Rams getting three points, Steve, and they won the game outright. So that was a nice bet for you. One unit. I, I was leaning to the Cowboys. I'm way low on the Rams this year, evidently. Yeah, so the Cowboys, you got to wonder without Collins. So now Frederick um, is out for the Cowboys all year as well, their center. And now the historically, the Cowboys have had a great O-line, and they don't have a great O-line this year, just a good one. And they could not protect Dak on that final drive. The number one takeaway I had was obviously we could debate whether that was a pass interference penalty, but Dak was under siege every time he dropped back when the Rams knew Dallas had to throw Steelers and the Giants last night. I was there, Steve. I talked about it on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. Kind of crazy to be in the stadium and there's nobody else there. I felt like Ian Eagle and I had our own private viewing. I leaned to the Giants. Glad it was just a lean. They were getting five and a half points. That line went up. Would not have been good closing line value. And uh, they, you know, that would have been good if Daniel Jones didn't throw two terrible interceptions. Then finally, Titans and the Broncos. Wow, <clears throat> it was a pick 'em last Tuesday. By game time, it got to what three points? The Titans were laying, and so yeah, the Broncos. The Broncos ended up winning that bet, sixteen fourteen, thanks to a bunch of missed field goals by Goskowski. Yeah, and that was an example of a game where a lot of pros made a whole lot of money because Tennessee was catching points throughout the summer, and that line goes to three and a half at post. It's a Monday night football game with late start time, and you go ahead and see all the public. They don't care what the line is. They're just going to lay it on the favorite, and the pros took back the Denver plus three and a half and caught a really nice fat middle when – Wow, Goskowski. Wonder where he's going to be working tomorrow. We'll see. So uh, for the week, I put out eight units. I got back eight units. I was totally zero. I was totally even. Uh, you were up one unit, Steve, which is great. And then uh, our best bets, two for two to start the year. Awesome. So we got a nice uh, 100% return there. So really, really good on our uh, – we're 100% so far on our best bets this year. Before we get to the week two bets, which I'm very fired up. I still can't believe I didn't bet on the Packers in Washington. Really, I I really thought I did. That would have been really nice. I should mention that now that we have this one game of sample size, you should go to betql.com or the betql uh, app and look at all the data points they have. I know it's only one game. But they get a lot of data points. They'll give you their best bet recommendations. They've got all kinds of algorithms. Plus, NBA, MLB, NHL, all still going. I even did a video that you guys can check out. Twitter and Instagram, at Ross Tucker NFL. Facebook, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. He's at Fezzik Sports, by the way. You should follow him, too. Anyway, um, if you go there, enter code Ross20 for 20% off your first payment. Let's dive into... Week two, Steve. Love it. All right, Ross, let's start with the Thursday night game. Battle of Ohio, Cincinnati, Bengals getting six points at the Cleveland Browns. Total is 44. 
Yeah, so I think the look-ahead line was like seven and a half the Browns were laying originally. So this line has come down. I'm sure people. some people think it's an overreaction. I don't know. I think these are even teams right now. I mean, the Browns were really bad. I think they'll bounce back. I think there's a decent chance the Browns win the game. But I'm going to put a unit on Joey Burrow and the Bengals again here uh, to at least cover. I'll take the six points and the Bengals. And I adjusted my power ratings. And the one thing that as a pro handicapper that you learn, don't overreact to what you just saw. Now, that's good advice during the regular season, week six or seven. I don't think that's such good advice week one because, let's face it, in a COVID year, we're going to see a lot of these teams are going to be a lot better or worse than we thought that they would be. The one um, theme I think that stood out, new coaches, big challenge. During this year, we saw the new coaches go one and three straight up and against the spread. New quarterback struggled as well. Um, however, Thursday game greatly benefits the home team with the lack of prep time, especially in a COVID year, especially against a rookie quarterback. Ali in Cleveland. Steve, on to Sunday. We'll start with the Rams at the Eagles. And uh, Rams laying one and a half points. Total is 46 all right, so my power ratings make the game a pick 'em, but I want no part of the Eagles until I see that injury report and I see that they're going to have some guys playing. And if you watch that second half against the Washington football team, the Eagles were running out of linemen. And Ross, you'll appreciate this being a lineman. Um, when the guy, when the last guy that's available is out there blocking, it's got to impact the entire team, right? Yeah, so my my instincts tell me that the Eagles will bounce back and play well because they normally do, but I, I just can't do it. I, I just can't do it. I mean, they were so bad in the second half of that game, and they've got even more guys banged up now, and I don't know what the status is of those guys. I can't do it. I, I guess I'll lean Philadelphia, but this is a pass. And Steve, did you make your bet or no? No bet for me. No bet. Okay, Ross, let's continue with Carolina. They're getting nine points at uh, Tampa Bay with a total of 49. This is interesting because I do think the Bucks will bounce back, but nine points is a lot of points. And the Panthers showed that they're able to go ahead and put some points up. I just wonder how much of that was because the Raiders' defense isn't very good, and because they've got new coaches that were able to show some things for the first time, I'm going to pass the game, but I would lean Carolina in those nine points here. I'll lean to the over. I think if you just bet Carolina and their three returning starters on defense, if you bet that their games to go over each and every week, I think you'll do just fine. Um, Mike Evans probably be healthy, uh, wasn't healthy last week, so – uh, more points for Tampa. I would lean to the over. Steve, Denver Broncos getting six and a half points on the road. West Coast team, not West Coast team, but uh, going east uh, to Pittsburgh. 43 the total there. Yeah, I don't like what I saw from Denver last night. Denver got the cover largely because Guskowski left 10 points um, on the table. And frankly, Pittsburgh, a much better team at home historically, then on the road. I'll lay it with the Steelers here, two units. So that was my instinct as well, Steve. I, I guess the only thing I'm a little bit nervous about is at the end of the game, 
Zach Banner looked like he tore his ACL, the right tackle. Stefan Wisniewski, the right guard, who's already filling in for David DeCastro, he might have torn his peck. So I'm a little bit worried about the Steelers' O-line in this game based on all those injuries they suffered at the end. Uh, but I still don't think – I don't envision Denver going in there and winning that game. Six and a half feels a little rich to me, but this, the, the Broncos are still kind of banged up. I'll go with you here, Steve. I'll put just one unit, though, on the Steelers laying the six and a half points for a best bet. The best bet. Next up, Ross, it's the Atlanta Falcons, and they're getting five points at the Dallas Cowboys. 52 are total. Wow, 52, that's a high number. I understand it, but that's a that's a pretty high number here, especially for, you know, for what happened and what what happened with the Cowboys on both sides of the ball. Um, we'll see. The Falcons secondary got shredded by Russell Wilson, so that's probably fine. Um, I'd probably just lean Dallas here, but this is a pass game. I mean, this is going to be like a high-scoring, you know, 30 to 27 type of game. I'll stay away from it. Yeah, I think you can get involved with some props here because I agree it should be very high scoring. Maybe we'll play the uh, one of my favorite props to play in a situation like this is longest touchdown. I'm sorry, shortest touchdown under one and a half. It seems like in these high scoring shootouts, there's always a one yard touchdown. There's so many of them, but I'll pass on the side. Steve, the San Francisco 49ers are laying seven points at the New York Jets with a total of 42 and a half. Yeah, I got to tell you this. Clearly, in my eyes, the Jets have solid value here because I just don't think the Niners are any good right now with um, all their injuries and skill position players. But the problem is I watched the Jets Buffalo. And as Ross mentioned earlier in the podcast, Buffalo could easily have won that game by 24 points. If Crowder doesn't get the miracle touchdown and if Josh Allen doesn't look like a high school quarterback in the red zone, uh, that one just gets completely ugly. I would have been on the Jets if the Niners had won week one, but the fact that the Niners lost, I'm going to pass. Yeah, I, I I would, if anything, lean Niners here. I think there's a chance they blow the Jets out. I think the Jets are really that bad. Um, I wonder if this line, what how it moves. I don't know if it will. If it was less than seven, I think I would put the the money on the Niners. I'll just lean that way right now. Another uh, road team favorite, Ross, Buffalo Bills. They are laying five and a half points at the Miami Dolphins. The total on this one is 42. So I don't want to overreact to one game either way. I don't know that Fitz is going to throw three picks again. I think the Bills are pretty darn good. But I'm actually going to go the other way here. I'm going to put one unit on the Miami Dolphins. I have faith that the Dolphins will be able to keep this game close. You know, there were some unique things there with Cam in New England, Cam's first game, you know, how they ran him so much. Also, with all the opt-outs, you didn't really know how the Patriots were going to deploy them defensively. I don't envision Fitz throwing that many picks again. I'll put a unit on the Dolphins getting five and a half points. You know, one thing that stood out to me is teams with new O-line or O-line reconfigurations got bombed yesterday. So – which two teams in the NFL had the biggest changes on the O-line? Miami and the Jets. And until I see some cohesion there, I'm going to go ahead and pass on those teams. Ross, how long does it take a brand-new O-line to get their act together typically? 
Probably about a month. I would say at least three or four games probably before they're really feeling good. All right, next up, Steve, it's Minnesota at Indianapolis, and the Vikings are getting three points, total 47.5. Yeah, so two really disappointing teams. We talked about cohesion, that Viking defense, which has been awesome under Zimmer. They were bad against Green Bay. Now, Aaron Rodgers played tremendously, as well as he's played in years, but um, the D-line cluster injuries, no sacks for the Vikings. The cornerback, not um, – uh, losses that they had during free agency really took a toll, but I did not like what I saw from Philip Rivers at all with Indy. I love Mike Zimmer as a coach. Bounce back game for the Vikings. I'll take the Vikings plus the three, two units. Wow. Steve, I'm going the other way. We're, go- we're going head-to-head on this one. The Colts had 450 yards of offense. The Colts didn't punt. My concern with the Colts is actually their defense and giving up 27 points to Gardner Minshew. I like a couple bets here. I like um, two units on the over, 47 and a half. I think there's a lot of points in this game. Colts defense was disappointing. Vikings defense is a sieve. And I'm putting one unit on the Colts laying the three points. I think the Colts win the game um, by more than three. In fact, you know what? I'm putting two units on the Colts laying the three points. They got four units on that football game. All right, next up, Ross, Detroit. They are getting six points at the Green Bay Packers, 47.5 total. So I'll put a unit on the Lions, uh, getting the six points. I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm a moron. I don't learn my lesson that the Lions always choke and blow it when it matters the most. So I'll just go ahead and lose another unit for all you guys there by getting in one unit on the Lions, getting six. Agree completely with the handicap. Uh, I always like betting 0-1 teams against 1-0 teams. And let's look, frankly, the season win numbers, the closers on these two teams, Green Bay came down to 8.5. In some spots, the Lions went up to 7.5. The market was saying there was not much difference between these two teams going into the year. Not that big of a home field for Green Bay. They got they do have a funky uh, surface, but the Lions are used to playing on it. Last year when these two teams played, I believe this line was four. All right? Green Bay's not going to be as good this year. The Lions are going to be better. If the line last year was four, now Detroit is in a good situation. They're getting six. So I'm aboard. Two units. Lions. The best bet. Steve, the New York Giants, they're getting five and a half points at the Chicago Bears. The over-under on this one is 43. How about those Bears? <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm not going to jump on board the Bears, uh, but until Daniel Jones shows me more than he did last night, I want no part of the G-men. I pass. I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm going to put two units on the Giants. I don't think the Bears are very good. Um, and I thought I thought Daniel Jones did a bunch of positive things last night, even though they couldn't run the ball a lick. I'm a little bit concerned about the Giants' O-line against the Bears, but if they just spread things out and let Daniel Jones throw the ball, I'm not expecting him to have two horrible interceptions like that. You know, those are both unique situations. Two units on the G-men getting the five-and-a-half points. Ross Jacksonville, they're getting ten-and-a-half points at uh, Tennessee Titans, 43, the over-under. Wow. Ten and a half for the Jags. I, look, 
I don't understand that line. I mean, the Titans are on a short week. I know the Jags aren't really good, but they've got some momentum. Titans are on a short week, probably getting a new kicker. I'll put two units on the Jags. They'll probably lose, but ten and a half points. I'll take it. Two units, Jags. Yeah, and Jacksonville's not supposed to have a running back, and they're supposed to be tanking, but their um, their undrafted running back did not get the memo, running his heart out, almost getting 100 yards last week. I'll lean to Jacksonville. You know, one thing pro gamblers that we hate doing, Ross, we hate taking a bad team that gets a big upset, and then the next week they're on the road as a big underdog again. So often that team almost exhales. <sighs> celebrates the great game and then gets bombed the next week. I pass. Steve, Washington's getting six and a half points at the Arizona Cardinals. 46 are total. So the narrative, as I mentioned, is that the Washington football team is suddenly a solid team. Now, that was all about Eagle um, injuries, in my opinion, and playing into Washington. The one thing they do well, Dwayne Haskins is still a terrible quarterback. The Redskins, oops, the football team is not going to show up like they did last week. Arizona, two units. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Arizona wins by double digits. I don't think Washington's good either. I think they were very fortunate that Wentz had the two picks, the two fumbles, and they were up against the Eagles' eighth and ninth offensive linemen. Two units for me laying the six and a half points with the Cardinals. Best bet. The best bet. Ross, Baltimore laying six and a half points at the Houston Texans, total 52 and a half. Yeah, so I think the Baltimore Ravens are the right side to be on here. Uh, Houston gets extra time to prepare. Houston's at home. Uh, I just think Baltimore might be that good. I'll put one unit on the Ravens laying the six and a half on the road. Yeah, Houston needs two healthy wide receivers to be able to compete. I know Fuller looked good, but their other wide receiver did not. And they are so thin at wide receiver behind him. I could only look towards Baltimore, but I don't like playing 1-0 and teams against 0-1 teams. I'll pass. Kansas City, Steve, they are laying 8.5 points on the road at the Los Angeles Chargers. 48.5 total. Yeah, so Chargers banged up defensively. Uh, Derwin James, of course, lost for the season, lost another starter against the Bengals. I think the point spread tax has finally caught up to Kansas City. I My numbers have shown Chiefs have had value for the last nine games. This is the first game where this is exactly where I made the number. I was leading Chiefs. Uh, I'm friends with a professional gambler, and he literally has been texting me Oh, I'll give it to you. No vig. If you want the, uh, the Chargers, I'll take Kansas City. This is not a guy I ever want to bet against, so I'll pass. Yeah, I, I hate laying points like this. I'm doing it, though. I mean, the Chargers are not good. Tyrod Taylor is going to get benched soon. The Chiefs probably win this game by double digits. One unit laying the eight and a half with the Chiefs. I know that's not a good way to do it. I'll tell you what is a good way to do it, Steve. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook. They're giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right. Place a $1 bet on any team. If that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How do you pass that up? Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week two. Bet $1 on them and win $100 if they win, that's $1. 
to win $100 when you use promo code Ross during sign-up. Limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey or PA only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sunday Night Football, Ross has the New England Patriots as uh, four-and-a-half-point underdogs at the Seattle Seahawks. Total is 45. Staying away from this one, um, Seattle just looks so good. And now that they know how the Patriots are going to utilize Cam, I don't think he'll be as effective. I guess I would lean Seattle, but I'm passing. Yeah, and Seattle, I got to tell you, Russell Wilson now, for the first time in his career, he's got two good wide receivers in Lockett and Metcalf. That team is dangerous, meaning Super Bowl contender, dangerous. I'm passing this game. The one thing I want to mention about DraftKings, which is awesome, that they do as well as anyone, the props on the individual players that they offer is really fantastic. So, like Ross was mentioning, if you get a player like Cam that has a breakout game and then you feel like, ah, the uh, he's not going to do as well the next game, DraftKings is your place to go because they'll have props up on how exactly Cam himself will do that you can wager on. All right, last but not least, it is Monday Night Football, Steve. The New Orleans Saints in your backyard at the Las Vegas Raiders. Saints, five-and-a-half-point favorites, 50-and-a-half the total. You know, there are things about the Saints I didn't like against Tampa Bay. They got less than 300 yards. Drew Brees, he was not good for week one, and Brees was playing at an awesome level in December. So the Saints may well be an undervalued team. I'm going to pass this game, but I will say this. The Allegiant Stadium here in Vegas, we're going to have no fans all year long. This is a world-class facility. It's right on the strip by close to Mandalay Bay. And I don't think I've ever seen a town as excited as my Las Vegas is for the Raiders coming. And this being the very first game, this is going to be an energy-fueled team, even without fans. This is the game that Vegas has been waiting for for 20 years. I like the Raiders in this one. I thought the Raiders did a lot of positive things against Carolina on the road. Now it's their first time in Las Vegas, in the new stadium, Monday Night Football, getting five and a half points. Give me one unit on the Raiders. I love it, Steve. A lot of bets for us this week. Can't wait to see how it all plays out. You guys know where to have it all play out. Check out today's Ross Tucker Football Podcast as well. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.